Welcome, friends, to this week's edition of The Healthy Life with Ben and Ashley. We are so excited. We have a special guest today, Ashley. We do. We do. Devana Hitchinson, better known as Devana Medina from her competitive days. Devana is the first figure Miss Olympia, three-time world champion, IFBB pro athlete, She's now a pro runner off the Chicago and Boston marathons, but she's also a mom of three and a humanitarian. And she can be known as the icon. Some people call her the GOAT, the greatest of all times. But we got the interview here today. She's going to inspire you. She's going to help you make you be the best version of you because she's helped so many people. And she's humble and she's great. We're glad to have her today. Welcome, Devana, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Ben and Ashley. Of course, we're excited to have you. Well, I'm excited to be here. So, Devana, where did it all start out? Where did your passion for health, fitness, and wellness all start? Because you are the icon. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I appreciate all those nice words. I'd have to say for me, it started uh, when I wanted to get in shape and do one bodybuilding competition at at the time it was it was uh, the beginnings of figure which is now blown up and is just a humongous division uh, but back when I was competing I wanted to just do one show uh, because I had noticed that I was slipping a little bit with my uh, nutrition and I was kind of like having too much fun going out I was in my early 20s and I thought that if I could pick a show, and uh, I had a, a date and a timeline on it, then that would sort of put me in gear um, and, and help me kind of get back on track and not go out as much with my friends and, and party and like many of us did back in the you know early 2000s. So that's how kind of it started was doing one show. And that was all I was going to do was, was one show. Now, that's amazing. Devana, um, a lot of people out there say that you transcended women's bodybuilding. At a time, a lot of shows were getting canceled and you brought a new new look, a new change to the sport, maybe revolutionize the sport. Well, I think at that time, female bodybuilding was definitely, you know, a dying out uh, because the physiques had changed so much through the years. And it, it really wasn't uh, a look that was attainable for, you know, everyday women. So kind of what I believe I helped create was that women can still, you know, lift weights and uh, eat healthy and lift heavy, actually. Mm -hmm. And they could still be super feminine and and still have these muscular bodies without being too over the top. And that was kind of my goal. I mean, I always loved female muscle. I always found it to be very attractive. And I kind of wanted to just turn things in a different direction and, and you know, have more women compete and know that you can still be extremely sexy and feminine, you know, and still go to the gym and lift weights. Yeah, that's a good point that you bring up because I I think there's this stigma maybe around bodybuilding. I think maybe people used to look at it as, you know, that's just a man's thing or the women that do like, like you said, um, they can't do that and, and, and be feminine and feel beautiful in their own skin as well. And I think it's so important to raise that awareness just that, you know, you can do this. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like right now, where you're at in your life. Like if this is a goal that you want, if this is a goal that you want to attain, then um, by all means, you should go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and it wasn't an easy thing to do at that time. When I 
was getting when I was getting ready for this this competition, and it was one of the first few figure competitions that they had created at the time. You know, I got a lot of backlash. There were a lot of women that said things to me that you know maybe were jealous at the time, but it still hurt being at the gym lifting weights and women kind of scrolling, giving me the the eyes, and just you know they it was it was tough to to stick with my plan, to stick with my heart and what I wanted to do. And it, it all worked out. And that's why it's important for, you know, your, your listeners to understand that it doesn't have to be bodybuilding. And we'll talk right. more about how I've transitioned. Now I am a competitive runner. I mean, it, it's the same mindset. I'm still that same person. My body doesn't look exactly the same. I'm, I'm much older, but the mindset is the same. If there's something that you have always dreamt about doing, whatever it may be, all you have to do is be consistent, be dedicated with, with your craft, and more mm-hmm. important than anything is believe that you can do it because you have to believe in yourself. No, no one else has to. That is That just strikes home with Ben and I, I know, because we, we say this so much, like you are responsible for you. You are your best cheerleader. And you know you are the one that's going to get this done. So you're so very right. You know, yeah. Devana, back, back in the day, I mean, when you got your pro card, it became a, and folks, if you don't understand professional bodybuilding, this is not a, a bodybuilding cast. It's about health and wellness, which Devana will get into. And achieving Ashley, your goals. Ashley yeah. and our, yes. ourselves. Yeah. Um, the bodybuilding was just a very small fraction of what I believe is my, my biggest, uh, my biggest, I guess, goal or my biggest accomplishment would be now being a mom of three kids. And, and still being able to set the bar for myself, you know, higher and believing in myself and accomplishing these goals. And, and like Ben just said, I mean, I just ran two back-to-back marathons. And, you know, I'd have to say that the marathon training is, is probably a lot harder than when I competed because I am a mother. I, I have a lot of responsibility. I have three kids, three, three different ages. They're all into three different things. And it's, it's not easy for all your listeners, they know because they're in the same position, full-time jobs, full-time mom, several mm-hmm. kids. It's, it's very demanding. Um, and it can be hard to remember that you can't continue being the best mom or even a good mom or a good wife or a good friend or employ- employee if you don't fill your cup. However your cup needs to be filled, it should be filled on a daily basis. A little bit of time for you. And you have to squeeze that time in. Um, you have to make that a priority, just like you make other things priority for your family. Exactly. Now you, you've always been very, very humble, but let's go back to right after the millennium. There wasn't a magazine in the grocery aisle where you didn't see Devana's face on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Ma- oh, God, do I miss magazines. That was just <laughs> such a wonderful time in our lives. For sure. I, I was very lucky and you know, I consider myself extremely blessed that I was involved in the sport when magazines were, you know, very popular. Now everybody's an Insta model and on Instagram, everybody knows everything, you know, but back in the day when you, you had to really know your stuff and you really had to be somebody to, to be graced in those magazines. It really was an honor. But you Um, always stayed humble, Devana, through that whole whirlwind of of fame, you stayed humble. There was Devana, the humanitarian, I know folks that you you would drop supplements off when you had your big supplement contracts. I did. I and did. You would talk to anybody. You would sign an autograph for anybody. You used to work the booths for metrics at the shows for hours. Athletes today, they're there a half hour, an hour. They don't even want to be there. But you always cared about people. 
Well, I did. I did. And I still do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, in, you know, in that business anymore. We're, you know, influencing uh, so many people in the health and health industry, but it, it was always nice to give back and to help somebody. I don't think there's any better accomplishment than when you do help somebody. Like I've helped you, I've helped numerous people and seen big results in them, big changes in their, in their physique, big changes in their lives. And that makes you feel really good knowing that you had an effect on somebody in a positive way. Um, and I think that's important, especially when you're, you know, an icon in a sport or you're very popular. I mean, it's important to remember who you are and you were also somebody at some point that could have always used a little bit of help and a little bit of inspiration. So it's always nice to give back. What I used to do was when, when, when Devana had saw me and we hadn't seen each other in years and I was over 300 fluffy pounds, you know, Devana gave me that swift kick in the butt that I needed. And I was sending, and you know, I'm sure she talks to millions and millions of people, but I was sending her my weight every week. Like that was the first person. I didn't send anybody else. I sent it to her because I was proud. Because she yeah. was an inspiration and she cared. It was genuine. I did care. And you did so great. And I'm, I'm, I still am very proud of you. You've really made, I mean, look at you. You're, you've changed your whole world around. And now you're even helping so many other people get in shape. And more importantly than get in shape is you're helping people become the best version of themselves. That's something you and I always say. And that's yep. really more yep. important <laughs> than to say, oh, you know, getting fit. Like getting fit is one thing, but you have to get fitness get, getting healthy is a, is is an attitude it's a lifestyle it's it's a way of life absolutely so devana i wanted to back up a little bit here um i think our listeners would be really interested to hear just about your your general past um you know what led you to make this decision to make this change for your health um you know what you know what was your childhood like or did you did you battle being overweight what led you to make that initial decision to start changing your lifestyle and to you know, a health and fitness journey? I can't say that I battled being overweight. However, uh, I did see my mom years ago. She battled um, being overweight and I watched her with all the diet pills and the commercials and buying every product and struggling to put on her clothes. And I'm talking, I was a very little girl and mm -hmm. my mom was commuting into the city for work. And I remember seeing how upset she would get when her suit didn't fit her. And those things always stuck with me. Uh, yeah. I also have an older sister who I, who I watched who struggled with her weight early on. And I remember her having the same type of attitude, just not being happy, uh, not wanting to go to school. And that stuck with me clearly because I was always very self-conscious about what I ate. Even as a child, I just didn't want to overeat because I, I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to feel sad that my clothes didn't fit or... It, it was just something that really stuck with me. So early on, I'd have to say that as a small child, I always watched what I ate and I was very concerned about making sure that I, that I didn't get obese. Right. And I think, I mean, that kind of hits home to what Ben and I have talked about before too. Um, the influences as a child, the things we see, um, our, our environment around us, all of that kind of leads us to where we are today. And so, you know, I, I, I think our listeners are going to, enjoy hearing this um, because it is relatable. And, and going back to that, I'm glad that you asked me because I have three kids. I have a seven-year-old, I have a nine-year-old, and I have a 15-year-old. And I never want my kids to ever 
have to worry about their weight. Where for yeah. me, it worked in a positive way because I was always very self-conscious about what I was consuming and what I was eating. Not to the point I, I was never bulimic. I was never anorexic. Just that I was very conscious of it. Um, right. And that's all you want your kids to be is conscious. But I would never want my three daughters to ever feel what I felt that my mom was not happy because she couldn't fit in her clothes or she struggled with diets and all these pills. So that's also important is you have to remember what you do as a parent, your children are watching you. Your children are going to be, they're going to follow in your footsteps. And if you are eating healthy and you're leading an active life and you're happy about the way you feel and the way you look, that's going to be a reflection on your children. Um, and that's really what it's about when you become a parent. It's about living yeah. that good life for your for your kids. Now you're really- a phenomenal chef too, Devon. I've seen the things that you have posted, your creations. I didn't even know there was purple carrots till I watched her Instagram <laughs> feed. But she can she can make low calorie look good. She can she could uh, when she travels on her to her vacation home, she cooks for everybody. Lead us into yeah. about your cooking, Devonna. That's what I wanted to ask. How do you like to add on to Ben's question? How do you manage to, you know, cook and, and alter those eating habits and, and accommodate everybody in your family? How, how do you manage that? Because that is a question we as coaches get so, so often is how do I do this with my, my husband and my kids? They don't like what I, what I need to eat. Um, how, do, how do you personally manage she beats that? Them up. I, I, I still, I still have, uh, those issues sometimes here at home. I'm not going to lie to you, especially with my my youngest daughter wants to eat everything I eat. I, when I say everything from sushi to salmon to broccoli, we're not really sure where she came from because she just and I and I've done the same with all three kids. I've introduced them to all you know the vegetables early on, but people have different palates, and I and I respect that. Um, mm-hmm. I do make I do make a variety of food. In the in you know in just in case they're not going to like what the main meal is, I will always make sure that they each have a side vegetable that they do like, uh, or whatever it is that is their favorite. But mm-hmm. it is always important to let them know that these these are the major food groups. Yeah. This is what you want to stick to. Mommy will allow if you don't want to have the salmon, that's fine. You can have the broccoli. You can have the chicken. And I do, of course, they're kids. I will give them the chicken nuggets as long as they have the chicken nuggets mm-hmm. that are healthier with the broccoli or with carrots or peas. You, you have to make variations for your younger kids. You're um, right. Variations in that balance. I mean, hey guys, we live on frozen chicken nuggets too. So it's just, it is what it is sometimes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. But, you know, we do the same thing. I, I, I have... I've had to talk about it a lot. I, I might make the same, you know, main dish, but then I'll vary the sides depending on who likes what. Uh, my youngest is just like your youngest; she'll eat anything and everything I do. My oldest, n- no, she won't touch broccoli. So it, it is. You do have to find that balance, and it can be tough. But if you can, yeah, make that one big thing the same, and then try to change up the other things, you know, the sides or whatever. It, it truly does tend to help. And, and one of the biggest things that I have, I will swear, is the reason why I have been pretty much the same weight my whole life. I mean, Ben can tell you I've changed. Of course, I've lost some muscle because I'm not competing anymore. And I there, I don't need the muscle as much muscle anymore, but I've relatively stayed fit for my entire life. And I was even on bed rest with my two last pregnancies. Complete oh, wow. bed. I was in a wheelchair and then I was in a hospital bed rest. So I'm talking, I could not move at all. And that's when it was even more critical of what I was eating, how much water I was drinking. 
because there's, there's no activity. I'm burning no calories whatsoever. But my point is preparation, being yeah. prepared. And that means that setting time aside during your week, whether it's a Sunday, whether it's a Monday, wherever you can find that two, two and a half hours. I mean, everyone's got it. And I hear so many people, you know, in my life have told me, I don't have the time you have. I don't have the time to cook. You do. If you have time to scroll on social media, you have time to, to watch a food network. You have time to talk to your mom or your friend on the phone. You can be doing all of that while you're food prepping for the week. And it only takes two hours. Everyone's got two hours in their day. You cannot tell me that you don't. <laughs> Devon, I want to I, I just um, chime in here because you eat healthy, but I've seen you say to other clients, other colleagues of yours, that I eat pizza too. I eat carbs too. I have a balanced life, but mm-hmm. I know when to eat carbs. When I read that, that really struck a, a tone with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another saying that I say, knowing when, how much, uh, and how much you're going to eat, and, and knowing when you have to, when it's over. You, there, there are limits. What does that mean when it's over? What does that mean? Yeah, knowing when it's done. I mean, perfect example is when I competed, there were, you could not eat carbs before you went on stage. And now I'm a competitive runner where if I don't eat carbs, you know, two weeks before my marathon, I'm as good as done. I'm never going to be able to finish that marathon or finish it strong. That's your energy source. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there is no other energy source for marathon training. If you're running 20 milers and you're not eating carbohydrates, you won't make it. That's, there's no other way. And, and now I'm, you know, I'm eating all those things that I've always told clients in the past and friends, do not stay away from these things. You don't need these things. Well, yeah, they didn't need those things when they're not burning uh, the excessive amount of calories that I am when I'm running 20 to 22 miles. So right. again, it's knowing when and how much to eat and, and, and really when it's time to shut it down. Uh, right. I, just finished my last marathon and my meal plan completely changed. The meal plan I had for the two weeks leading up to both marathons was only leading up to those marathons. And then I had a celebratory meal, uh, a couple celebratory meals, not in a day. I had went out for dinner. The next day I had a lunch. And right. then guess what? Come Monday, it was, it was back to being healthy. Right, back to Exactly. Back to being healthy and back to drinking my water and making sure I was hydrated and eating all the things that I'm supposed to be eating to keep my body running properly. Right. And you know what? That that kind of goes along with Ben. I know you're going to remember this, the, the knowing when to stop, knowing when to be done with that. Uh, that brings me to my Friday night meal. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not a cheat meal. It's not a treat meal. It's just my Friday night meal. It's when we go out, we get that big greasy pizza. I, I enjoy it. I love it. And then I'm done with it. And then I continue my healthy eating habits. It, you just have to find that balance, that, that pleasure and what you want to eat. And then you keep going. It's, you have to make it enjoyable. Now, Devon, a question for you. Going from the stage in Vegas... Beating the likes of Letitia Wilder, Monica Brandt, all the top names. You picked them off like cherries off a tree and you won the Olympias. But a lot of our listeners are afraid to get out of their box or their bubble. How did you transition from Devana, the bodybuilder, the figure competitor, to placing the competitive times 
in Boston, New York, Chicago, your Spartan runs. You were knocking down races every week, every month. Unbelievable. How did you get out of that proverbial box of bodybuilding and say, you know what, I want to try something new? Well, when I was on bed rest with my daughters, I had just had my, that was it, my last daughter. I think it was, actually, I think it was my middle daughter. And uh, she was only a couple of weeks old. And I had, and I saw the New York City Marathon on TV. And I just was on bed rest. I was, I just had a baby. I still had the baby fluff. And you, you know how it goes, Ashley, you, you really just, it takes, it takes nine months to make a baby. And it really takes nine months to really get your body kind of back to what it was. Absolutely. And, and I, and I saw the New York City Marathon. It was something that I did run in high school and I did think about running in high school. Of course, I, I, I didn't run after high school, but I did run in high school and I, I saw it on TV and I said, wow, look at all these people. And I got to see the people finishing, crossing the finish line. And I thought, that's something I think I want to do. And that's really the first seed that went into my head about it. I'm like, that's something I want to do. And, you know, I went on, I got pregnant again. I was on bed rest again. And of course it, it didn't happen. But in 2018, I said, I want to do it. And I qualified. I actually got in through the New York City lottery, my first, my first New York. But halfway through the season, I ended up uh, getting in with a qualifying time. And that just goes with the same thing. Being prepared, having a goal, not letting anyone uh, take that vision away from me. And each week I would go out there with my stroller and I'd run with my kids. And I, you know, I was slow. I was very slow, but I knew that if I stuck with it, eventually I would get better. And consistency, every day going out there with my kids, I would, I would notice on my watch, I would get a little quicker and then my kids now are able to go to school and now I'm not pushing a stroller anymore. And look, I'm even faster. And just like anything else, I, I, I made it. I made it happen. And that's it. You have to make it happen. If you want it bad enough, go after it and do it. That, that's the key. Going after and doing, talk, talking ourselves into things. You've always been able to talk people into things, talk yourself into things. And that's been such an admirable quality. Unfortunately, for some folks there hold their best selves back. And I know you, you've met people that hold themselves back. Yeah. What would be some advice that you would tell somebody that's holding themselves back? I would say to them that life is really short and there's nothing worse than regretting not being able to do something when you could. Because the reality is, is that time is of essence. It really is. At some point, it's going to come a time where, you know, you're not going to be able to live these dreams that, that you have. And that's why it's, it's just better to go after them now before it is too late. Did you ever talk to someone that's, you know, that's either sick or very old? I have. And every time I've asked, you know, somebody when they're sick or they're old, I say, well, do you have any regrets? Including my father. I had spoken to my father so many times in the last um, few months before he passed. As you know, Ben, I was very yeah, close to Yeah, we're sorry about that too. And, you know, yeah. Health, uh, the whole healthy family sends their, their, their you know, regards. Thank you. And, you know, I always would ask my dad stuff and I, he would always say to me, he's like, the only thing I really ever regret is the stuff I didn't do. That's, that's the only thing. Now I'm, you know, I'm sick and I, I have a walker and I, and I can't do those things. Those are the things that I regret. And that stuck with me too. And it will always stick with me. Um, you know, there's a sign in my garage where my kids put their shoes and get their backpacks. 
that says, girls live every day as though it's your last. Uh, and I wrote that for them on a board and they see that every time they put their shoes on. And, and I want them to know that. Don't waste any time because life is precious and, and, and it goes by very quickly. I think that's such a good point because if you, even, even at the stage of life that we're all in right now, if you kind of look back and, and think about the things that you have done, whether you didn't accomplish something or you did accomplish something, you might have some, some regrets wishing you would have done something differently. But I think when you look back about things that you missed out on, things that you didn't do that, you know, taking charge of your life or your lifestyle, I think that, that missing out on those opportunities is the biggest one because you just are going to... You're going to keep wondering, what if? What if I had done that? What if I had started this for myself? Um, and it's like that fear of the unknown, the fear of missing out that I've talked about before. I think those are these, those could be your biggest regrets and you don't want to have those. No, you don't. So that's what anybody that I would say is struggling to just get out there and, and become a better version of yourself in every shape and form. Mm-hmm. I say... Just the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to regret that you didn't start sooner. You're, you're right. going to see what you've been missing out on. And, and that's, that's really all I can say. You know? Ivana, two surgeries, two surgeries you had in 2022. Why didn't you hang up your shoes? And I would had so many canceled races. Um, I actually had a, I've never discussed this. I've never posted it. So here's the first time I'm actually even going to talk about it. Get ready, healthy listeners. <laughs> uh, I, I was scheduled to run a marathon in June. It was called Grandma's Marathon in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. And at that point, I knew I was injured, but I was so fit at the time and I didn't want to waste. So I thought, waste my fitness. I thought, oh my God, I, you know, I have to go and run this. And uh, long story short, I, I didn't fit. It was my first DNF. And at mile 18, I was in a, I was in a medical tent. My wow. knee blew my knee completely blew out. I was there with a girlfriend of mine. Nobody knew I was even doing this race. And it was, it was one of the hardest things that I had to go through because I'm used to doing well. I set the stage up for myself to do well. And here I had set, the, I had set up myself knowing that I was injured and still pushing through. And at that point, I will say that there were some doubts if I would ever be able to come back and be able to run as fast as I had been running. And as you get older, you do get slower. That, that's, just, that's just part of you know, your genetics and your body. And I was pretty down on myself, Ben. I'm not going to lie to you. But I continue to say, if I think that I'm done and I think I'm defeated and I'm never going to get any better, then that's what's going to happen to me. Because yeah. some things. And I started turning things around and saying to myself, putting up pictures of myself when I did well and and I said, as soon as I get this surgery, uh, as soon as I, I do the recovery, I'm going to come back stronger. Um, and, and these are things I kept filling my head up with. Now, whether that was going to be the case or not, who knew? Because I ended up with another surgery after that. So I really had to stay positive and I really had to keep, you know, those, um, the, the self-belief very high. But here I am a year later and September 10th, I fly out to Geneva, Illinois to run this marathon, a secret marathon I don't tell anybody about because I, have, I haven't run one in three years and my last race was a, did not, a DNF. And what happens? I win the marathon. Oh my gosh. I win the marathon. I'm the first female. I win the marathon. 
and I have a personal best by five minutes and I run the marathon in three hours and 10 minutes and 16 seconds. What do you attribute that to, Devana? Self-belief. Self-belief. Yeah, it's something we've we've also said. We're we're hitting so many points here. It's it's something we've always said. That's Ashley's uh, wheelhouse self belief. <laughs> yep. If if I've always said, you know, if you believe that you can't do something, you think you can't do it, you think you're never going to get there, you're probably not. And, right? and again, it's not because you actually can't, but because you believe that you can't. You you absolutely have to have that belief in yourself that you are worthy, you are capable, and that you can do this. And without that, you're probably not going to get very far. And like I said, a friend of mine had said to me several years ago, when I was, you know, just having, you know, these these doubts because of these surgeries and my knee really wasn't cooperating. And it said to me, you have to watch the things that say yourself because you will believe it. And those thoughts become things. And I started thinking, I can do this. I will come back. I will come back stronger. And I do believe that that's the reason why I did so well. And I'm, I'm really proud of that race because really what a comeback to have my last race before that in a medical tent at mile 18, just crying my eyes out, you know, and, uh, you know, the comeback, you know. The comeback yeah. is always bigger than the... Setback. Setback. Devana, would you ever grace the bodybuilding stage of the IFBB stage again? No. No. Okay. No. You could you're, though. You could. Your, your conditioning is right there. Well, my conditioning is right there for what figure, what they were looking for in figure many years ago. The figure division has changed in a different direction. So I don't think I would be able to compete with the women that are now, you know, the top contenders. Uh, I give them a lot of credit. I respect them all, but it's just not something that fits in my lifestyle at this point. You know, being a mom and having mm-hmm. three kids, I, I'm really enjoying being a competitive runner now and challenging myself in a different way. I mean, who knows what I'll be doing in a couple of years? I'm, maybe I'll still be running marathons. Maybe I'll be doing an Ironman. Who knows? And that's the beauty of it is that it's never too late to change who you are. It's never too late to try something new or be good at something else that you weren't good at maybe before. Did you feel did you feel proud when the young lady that won the figure Olympia last year gave credit to you and said that you were a role model? Oh yeah, I I did. I did. She had they had sent me a video the night that she had I beat. saw that. What was her name again, Duan? Uh, uh Sid Gillen. Yep. And uh she, she's, you know, she's she's going to be tough to beat. She's going to be very tough to beat. I believe she's on 5 now. Five, so yeah. One three, and she's on five. I don't think she's going to be. Uh, she's going to be hard. She's going to be tough to beat. That's that's all I have to but say. How did it feel when she said that you were the one that motivated her to become Miss Olympia? Well, of course, it felt it felt great because when I was winning, she was just she was very young, uh, so she was in she was in the training to be Miss Olympia. And mm-hmm. right now, while she's winning, there's somebody else training to be Miss Olympia, and that's how it goes. And you know. Firing people like that is, is, it's just, it's huge. It makes you feel great, you know? Is it difficult for you to be a role model 24 hours a day? Because you're at home. I wouldn't say I'm a role model 24 hours a day. You know, there's a lot of people that don't even know anything about my previous accomplishments. You're too humble. (laughs) She's humble. And and that's okay. Uh, Right now, I think, you know, I'm just really happy. And I hope that I can just inspire my daughters. Uh, to be the, the the best they can be at whatever it is they choose to be. And uh, if I can help some of your listeners today to making better 
healthy choices and maybe going out there and, and doing something that they've never done before and challenging themselves, then, then I'm happy with that. If someone, had a, if someone had 100 pounds to lose, Devana, and they felt lost right now, and they're hearing this podcast today with you, myself, and Ashley, and they're saying, wow, Miss Olympia, runner, I can't get off the couch right now. What advice would you give them? I would say to them, one pound at a time and one step at a time um, mm-hmm. takes time. And you shouldn't even think about that end result. You should just focus today on where you are today and what you're going to do to reach that goal that's down the road. And if it means just getting up off the couch and maybe walking, I don't know, five minutes, it's five minutes more than you walked yesterday. 100%. You took the words right out of our mouths. <laughs> I love one it. One step at a time. That's yep, it. That is absolutely perfect. It's exactly what we say. Um, speaking of inspiring our listeners, I think, you know, something I that made help them, I think we might be wondering, you know, what what would you say inspired you or what is your what are your staple foods as far as like health conscious, eating healthy? What are some of those? Or maybe you only have one. I don't know. Um, just some of those staple foods that you absolutely have to keep in your house that keeps you on track and that you really enjoy. Okay, that's easy. I <laughs> always very easy. It's the same items. Uh, they, these these five items I'd say I have in my house all the time, and that is I always have grilled turkey cutlets, and mm-hmm. that is because so much more protein in turkey cutlets than there is in chicken, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and of course, you just throw them on the grill with a little bit of you know seasoning and they're delicious. I always have eggs. My house never, I, I've never gone without eggs. You could always hard boil them. You can have them in egg whites. Mm-hmm. Asparagus is humongous, which is a natural diuretic. Um, it's also very filling. So I have grilled asparagus here all the time. Uh, sweet potatoes, which is a good carb source. I don't have to eat the entire potato, but I do have sweet potatoes always on hand, whether they're cut in squares or they're just regular baked potatoes. And my last one, which is a fan favorite of my kids, is broccoli. And if you came to my house right now, you'd see all those five items constantly in my fridge. And when you come home from the grocery store and you want to eat that bag of chips because you're starving, or you come home from soccer or dance or cheerleading and you want to just grab that cookie, you're mm-hmm. more you're more susceptible to grab a turkey, a piece of turkey cutlet or some hard-boiled eggs or egg whites or broccoli or some of those little potatoes, sweet potatoes that are cut that are already in Tupperware ready to eat. And those are my five staples. They I've had them in my refrigerator for probably the last 25 years. Wow. I, I do love that. And you're so right about the those convenience foods. You know, when you're stressed, had a long day, come home, you're in a pinch, you do want to grab those things that are packaged, easy and convenient. And that's not to say that some packaged foods aren't healthy, you know, but just having those like more fresh, ready, readily available ingredients, um, it can make a huge difference in your journey for sure. Um, and of course, it's always important. I mean, to have always have things ready. The, the key really is to always have things ready. If those, are, if those five things are things that you don't like or you don't eat, then you have to find five healthy things that you do like and you have to have them ready and in Tupperware. Salad, uh, mixed greens and romaine, we have mixed together. We always have it washed. We always have it in Tupperware or in a Ziploc bag. Very easy to throw in a bowl. Even yeah. my, my oldest daughter will throw that in a bowl with some chicken and she's good to go. Um, and, and readily prepped. Yes, that, yeah. I think that's is having that 
you know, we people will go out and buy those salad bags and, and you know, buy this and that, but it just sits in the fridge and then it doesn't go anywhere. And then you're like, yeah. oh, it's time to throw it out. So to actually come home, get that prepped up and ready to go so that you can just grab it out of the fridge, throw on whatever you want to throw on. It, it does. It makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. Also, I, I suggest for your listeners, get a water app. I swear by my water app. I'm talking to you right now. I'm drinking my water and I'm constantly, you know, putting it in my phone. People say, oh, I drink a lot of water. I had three bottles today, but they really don't know the amount at the end of the day. It is so important to keep a log of your water because the more water you're drinking, the more hydrated you are, you're less likely to become hungry, this fake hunger that you think you're hungry and you're really not. Hunger, not stomach hunger. It's the head hunger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's dehydration or boredom. Boredom, a lot of times you want to snack. If you keep your water high, I just think that helps too with, with, you know, with staying healthy and just staying hydrated. Good skin, feeling good on the inside, looking good on the outside. It, it's all a reflection. So on the other side of things, just to throw a little fun in here, do you have a least favorite healthy food? Is there something that you just absolutely cannot stand eating that other people like deem as healthy and say that you should eat, I guess? Oh my gosh, I've never been asked that before. the I can start off for you guys. I can tell you, um, I don't think that there's anything that I won't eat unless it's like really weird. So like, I guess I won't eat sardines. I won't um, eat tofu. To, okay, I have not tried tofu, so I can't throw that out the window per se. But yeah, I'm pretty open to eating. I'll eat pretty much anything and everything. And let, like, I it just, I can't have like eyes on the plate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the I, weird seafood. Food but with yeah, I open you know, it's Ooh, funny. I, I think I can eat anything. I, I, I would joke around sometimes with some of my friends that I should have been like on naked and afraid and win some money because <laughs> I can eat it. I can eat it all. I mean, I don't care what it is. I, Those crickets I are good and full of protein. <laughs> I, I know. I could. I, I mean, if I was that hungry, I think I would even eat bugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Protein, protein, high protein bugs, right, Devana? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just yesterday, I I, I found some uh, ahi tuna. A lot of people don't even like to eat tuna, raw tuna. I'm like, oh, I, oh, I made this beautiful tuna tartare. I eat it all, raw, you name it. Tuna is awesome. Yes, full of protein, super good protein. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> Devana, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for in the end of your oh, story God. career? I mean, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. We know that. That's in the books <laughs> down the road. But what do you really uh, want to be remembered for? I think I want to be remembered for kind of bringing back the the bodybuilding because, you know, that was, it was really dying out. And I mean, if you look at it now, it's just humongous, just inspiring women to lift weights and be healthy and be strong, you know, and, and, and really just go after whatever it is that sets their soul on fire, you know? Yes, exactly. And, and I follow so many now on Instagram. Um, you know, it's just so inspiring to see that that motivation and and just people achieving what they want for their bodies um, themselves. It it really is awesome to to see it so much more on social media than we ever used to. Yeah, I mean, and women are women are. I don't know if you watch the if you watch the Olympics or the Olympic trials, and you watch these marathons. I mean, yeah, we're talking about bodybuilding, and yes, I definitely had some influence on, you know, Changing on that, world, but, but however, you know, it's important for women to realize that women are getting faster. Women are getting stronger and at, you know, at, even as they age, and it's important to know that, that even to teach our little girls that, you know, mm-hmm. it, 
it's it's the year of the woman. Like we're we're unstoppable. There isn't anything we can't do, and uh, and we're just getting we're, and we're getting better and and getting better. And even while we're older, we're still able to accomplish a lot of goals. And I'm very proud of that. I'll be 49 in two months, and uh, I'm still crushing goals. And I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And, and Everybody I asks about abs. Devana's famous ab pictures that she posts. They say <laughs> she has three children. How does she have abs like that? Well, that, how do you we have know abs that, like that? <laughs> that abs don't don't happen without a good diet. And uh, you know that I do have my cheat foods, but I am very consistent with my with my good eating with those five things that I told you. They're basically oh. staples in my in my you know in my meal plan. Ashley, fast fact about Devana. Let's have a little fun here. She is a Halloween nut. I what? That's my, that's my kind. I like I'm that. I'm dying to see what you're going to be. Last year, what you had your professional makeup done as a clown. Wasn't it last year, Devon? Yeah, it was Pennywise last year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You got to see the pictures. Too. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes. yes. And this year, I am even something spookier. And I'm uh, so excited. My kids are excited. I get a big kick out of just opening the door in our neighborhood. Kids screaming. You scare them. <laughs> I scare them. They run down the street and then they and then they come back and they start looking for me again. Well, I'm so excited to see it. I do follow you on Instagram, so I'm excited to see what um, what comes out of it. You should share your Instagram handle so people can go follow you. Oh, I would love that. So I'm Runarella, fifty six eleven, which is my children's birthdays. Ah, oh, okay. Easy for you to remember. <laughs> yes. Runarella like Cinderella. Yeah. Right. The running princess. <laughs> so what awesome. is it again, Ashley? What is it again? Runarella 5611. Runarella 5611. Mm-hmm. Follow Devana. She's amazing. She'll inspire you on days that you don't even know that you need inspiration. Oh, um, thank you so much. You know, it's an honor for Ashley and I to have you on the show today, Devana not only as a three-time Miss Olympia IFBB champion, a professional runner, but as a humanitarian, a mom, what you do for so many people. And you don't even boast. You're humble and you care about people. And Ashley, any final thoughts? I just have one last question I'd like to ask real quick, just to wrap it up. Um, Devana, I'm just dying to know, like, what is your goal for this next year? Do you have any personal goals, whether it's small or big, um, just in the next year for yourself? Yes, I do. Next year, I'll be running the Boston Marathon in April and um, hoping to crack 305 over there. So um, that I don't, for uh, people that don't know, a 305 marathon, it's, uh, it's not exactly <laughs> easy. Uh, right now, I'm at 310. So I'm hoping to take five minutes off my time. Um, so that's one of my goals. And I'm working on some short distances in the New York Roadrunners. Um, so I'll be racing a lot from January to June. That is You'll awesome. See- that's an amazing personal goal. I, I, I just love hearing people's goals and, and, you know, kind of the outcome of them. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for asking. Devana, it's an honor and a pleasure to have, have you on The Healthy Life and, and our sponsor, Healthy. Thanks you for taking the time out of your day to come on and keep crushing your goals. And I'm sure you inspired a lot of people. Thanks thank for coming on so The much. Healthy Life. Thank you for